When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For all you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk Tom about walks yourself. on the beach. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Causeway Street Podcast. I am not Jose Pavone. I am Sean Dutra. Jose Pavone is sick. We have the Causeway Street curse alive and well. I think it's been like five straight episodes. Actually, last time we had a full staff. Yeah. Last time was the first yeah. time in a long time we had a full staff. I think, uh, I think, I think this curse now is like making its second round. Yeah. Around the re- all of us. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I've, gotten to, I've gotten it twice. Yeah, so... So you're, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah I'm fucked. But welcome in. We're going to have a great show anyways. Minus Sway. Who needs Sway on a day like today, right, Joel? But get well. But get well, bro. Yeah. yeah. No love lost. Yep. Know? Yep. That's very true. That's very true. We'll hold it down. But we have a ton to talk about today. It is nearing the trade deadline. The Celtics have just come off a four-game losing streak. By beating the Los Angeles Clippers. Season high. A season high, yep. Losing streak. Season high, four games. It's yeah. uh, much, <laughs> I mean, Was I'll it? take a four-game losing streak than beat Cleveland right now. Yeah. Uh, but still, season high, so we're going to talk about that, what we learned from that losing streak, what um, what the, you know, how the Celtics looked, I think, was the biggest problem in that losing streak. So we'll talk about that, uh, especially the teams they lost to, too. Gross. Oh, nasty team. Disgusting. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. Also, you know, the trade deadline is sneaking up uh, upon us this year. Normally, we wait for it a little bit later on, but since the season started earlier, February 8th, that's right around the freaking corner, man. Everything gets pushed up, minus the All-Star game. I feel My, like the All-Star yeah. game is like in March this year. Yeah, you know, they're like... What's up with that? They might as well put it after the season. Seriously. seriously. They, they do seriously it, should. Do it, do it like, you know, the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I think that would be better ratings <laughs> than people half-assed it in February. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, so we got the trade deadline. Do the Celtics need to make a move? That is a simple question. Yes or no? We'll see what Joel says. Uh, we're also bringing our good old friend, Zach Pelliquin, to join the uh, the broadcast when we get into uh, who, who the Celtics should be looking at for trades. But let's talk about the Celtics' recent play. So, uh, you know, like I said, four-game losing streak to the likes of the Pelicans, 76ers, Lakers. These teams are not good, Joel. No. So, well, the Pelicans, I mean, they're not good. I mean, but they're they're in the they're in the middle of the of the Western playoff run, playoff picture, and I think that's that I think that's the only team that kind of figured out the Celtics in terms of like not letting them get in the paint. Sure. So. Sure. I mean, that was probably one of the closest games on that uh yeah. Uh, well, minus the the Lakers game as well. Those two games are pretty close. But I, I think I think what we want to talk about is what what happened to the Celtics on this stretch. They come off that crazy first half of the year, yeah, where they've been playing back to back every other night. They seemed like they had a game. They seemed like they had a back to back coming up every week. They go out. They take a nice long London Euro holiday, <laughs> and then they come back and. 
just lay a couple stinkers out there. So Especially at home, which is bad. Yeah, at home against teams that you should win. The Celtics have a really tough schedule coming up. Yeah. So these were sort of gimme wins I think they really needed and, and, and may come back to bite them. But let's toss it to you. What What's your biggest takeaway from that four-game losing streak? And do you think that the Clippers win is something they can build off of? Or do you think um, do you think it could be we're, we're in that uh, January time of the year where just they're not, they're not getting enough of the games? Uh, well, a couple things. One, still... A lot of uh, playing catch up, which I think it's starting to catch up to them now. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Steven said it after the, the, the Sixers game where you can't lot, make a habit of it. Exactly. That's one thing I took away. Still a lot of that. Stevens has been on record saying that in those in that 16 game win streak, they probably should have lost like 11 of those games. 11? Yes, that's Jeez. what he says. You know, you know, 11 of those games. Okay. So what does he think they were like so a, that's what, a lottery team? Well, well, remember how he was like smiling ear to ear when they lost to the Bulls, right? When they got shitted on by the Bulls. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, this is He's what like, I've been yeah. telling you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys are not that good. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's, I guess, in some ways, that's, uh, you know, slice of that humble pie. Uh, Kyrie even talked about like this good for the team to go through this adversity that they're going through, I guess, if whatever you want to call it. Uh, the second thing that I, uh, that I noticed during that, uh, that skid was that they're still depending too much on Kyrie Irving. Yeah, sure. All right, the game the game that Kyrie didn't play against the Sixers, they only managed to score 80 points, season low. And then the following game, he comes That and game scores. was ugly. That game was Yeah, ugly. the following game, he comes back and puts up 40 points. And a loss. And a loss. Yeah. So, it's like... So, yeah. So You I, know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't when it comes to, like, Kyrie, right? Like, he's out. So, you know, people didn't, people didn't step up. And then when he's in there, they're like, all right, you know, Kyrie's back, so... It should be more of the same, but I think it all comes down to it all comes down to yeah, Kyrie Irving. You you he needs to be on for the Celtics to be able to win on a consistent on a consistent level. Yeah. But I think this shouldn't be coming as a shock to like Celtics fans and and you know people who follow this team because your third and fourth scorers on this team are nineteen and twenty one years old. They're okay. gonna have ups and downs. Oh, you're right. You're right. So right. like this is the this is this is part of the part of what we have to deal with. So like, okay. obviously you're gonna take the good with Tatum and Brown and the way they're playing when they're on and they're young and developing, but still this is a, a team that has championship aspirations this year. So yes, we we need to expect that. But what, the, it, is it like kind of fool's gold though with those two? No, it's not. No, because it's not. It's not fool's so well, gold. I don't think so it's well. fool's gold. I think you see what you can get out of them. I think there's going to be more nights that they're good than they are bad, right? Okay. So that's a that's a good thing for a 19 and 21 year old. But it is. My, but, then, but then when when they are bad though, it's like you got to you got to figure out like how to how to get. Bad. Well, you got to you got to figure out how to how to work around that. Right. That that's one of the things that I came into the season and I said it's going to be very tough to rely on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to. Be consistent scoring. Like, what you get from them is great, but when you rely on them the way the Celtics have once they lost Gordon Hayward, you're going to go through streaks like this. It's going to happen. I thought it was a good thing to see Tatum have a good game against the Clippers and Brown sort of show, start to show some signs of life. Uh, you know, going back to that, you know, I, I don't think Jalen Brown's a, a scorer per se, but affecting the game defensively, getting to the bucket. Um, that's, that's, that's another thing I want um that I want to bring up. What, Jalen Brown can't make any layups? No, no, no. <laughs> can't hit an alley-oop when he needs to? <laughs> no, no, no. You know how pissed off I was about that? I'm talking about defense. Oh, okay. The Celtics against the Clippers went back to defense. Yeah, yeah. Forcing turnovers, limiting outside three-pointers, uh-huh. you know, outside shots in general. And that was part of their, their, their makeup the first half of the season. So, like you said, yeah. able, are they able to build on that? You know, we'll hopefully. See. And hey, they hopefully. got a huge test coming up against the and Warriors. There's no one better to test to have a test against than the champions. The Warriors. Um, so that that's coming up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's bring in Zach Pelequin, our uh, guest host. I don't even know how we introduce him now. Is he just a uh, yeah, guy he, on the street, Zach Pelequin? Well, or? well, t- well t- for today, he's, he's, the, he's the third guy in. Third guy in. Usually he's our capologist. Capologist. We've used that uh, term. Causeway Street blog writer. Okay. You know, he's a, he's, he's a jack of all trades. A jack off. Oh, okay. There he is. Zach, what's up, man? 
What's going on, boy? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, thank you for joining us. You'll... Well, ha- well, Happy New Year, by the way. Yes, we, Happy we, we New Year. Merry Christmas. I know, I know. It's been a little while. Yeah. Hope you enjoy Kwanzaa. Fantastic holiday. <laughs> I enjoyed it quite a bit. My favorites. Nice. All right, so, you know. Second favorite civil engineer. You've been, you've been on the line for a little bit listening to uh, our discussion here on the, uh, the state of the Celtics. What do you think? You know, they're a little bit past the halfway point. They're struggling a little bit, even though they, they snapped their, their four-game uh, losing streak to the Clippers. What do you see going forward? What did you see during the skid, or, or at least the last five games, that uh, you're concerned about or you're happy about? What, what's your take? Uh, I think as of right now, it's kind of one of those points in the season where the younger guys are starting to see how, um, just, how long it, just how long the NBA season is. Sorry, I got a dog freaking out in the background. Uh, just how, how long and how treacherous the NBA season can be. I mean, you're talking about two guys who, like you said, young, young players, you know, 21 years old for Jalen Brown and 19 for, for Jason Tatum. So you're talking about a combined, what, year and a half of NBA experience. And, I mean, it wears on you. It wears on you, especially for the amount of pressure that's on these two players since Gordon Haywood went down. Both these guys are starting pretty much every night playing 25, 30 minutes a night, which was not the expectation for uh, Jason Tatum coming out. And I think even Jalen Brown, they were probably thinking closer to 25 minutes a night. So you got these guys playing a ton of minutes, and eventually you are physically going to wear down. So I think the all-star break is, is something that they're really looking forward to, get a few days to hopefully rest up a little bit and get ready for their second half. And additionally, they also were missing Kyrie Irving for a few of those games as well, or at least one of them, to my recollection. Uh, yep. And not having your, your number one man out there, that's going to be an issue, no doubt. Yeah. Um, they, do, they do lean on Kyrie quite a bit to score the basketball. Yeah, so uh, I mean, where do you do you, so? And and one thing we didn't get we didn't get into is this whole team meeting that happened in in oh, that's L. A. Right. right? That's right. They they locked the door and they 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 talk like men. Well, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> they, they broke like bread. Them? I mean, <laughs> a lot of these team meetings going around the league, and it's a lot of these like conversations that leak but i will i will this, probably say celtics, this the, the celtics, the celtics team meeting was probably it was tight-lipped, uh, it was tight-lipped. a really? lot different than uh a lebron james led team meeting in in cleveland in cleveland or, or i can OKC guarantee that or... yeah i'm and that's why i'm sure that when Kyrie was asked about or it san he antonio shut it down <laughs> real quick he's like no nothing yeah. like that so did the, i mean who who knows what the hell that has to do with anything but i think it does show um, well, it was after the Laker loss, so yeah, they're they're serious about they're I mean, serious I, about it. They don't want to lose to the Lakers. I mean, I think I think they they showed or kind of reverted back to the team that they, that we saw for the most part of the first half of the season, and and it, like I said, it boils down to defense. So l- let's let's cut right to the chase. Then Celtics are still the number one team in the Eastern Conference. They're showing some, maybe a couple signs of slowing down. But the trade deadline is right around the corner. They're gonna have a three game lead on the on the Raptors right now. Right, only a three game lead. I mean, yeah, let's, they have the same amount in the loss column. Yeah, but let, let's be honest. I mean, a three game lead is it's not it's much. Not much. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're looking at Cleveland sliding and the rest of the Eastern Conference falling off the face of the planet. That's why it was annoying that they were losing these games because they're right. you know, trying to build on this lead and right. as the first seed. So right, but. Um, what what do we want to see the Celtics do with the trade deadline? I think that's the main question. I mean, we can we can get all riled up about a four game losing streak in January. I tend to sort of stay away from that. That's why I really have nothing to say on this topic. So let's move on to some fun stuff to talk about. Who are the Celtics? Who who are they going to need to trade? They they need to add a piece, in my opinion. I think if if they can take advantage of the Eastern Conference being weak this year, and knowing that this is the this is a year, I mean. I tend to think LeBron is leaving, but if LeBron doesn't leave, the Cavs will still be really good next year. So th- since they're in turmoil, this is the year you need to capitalize. So I, I'm not saying a big, huge move. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I know the Celtics need to add a piece, if not two, during this trade deadline. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I mean, you kind of get a free hack at it because you have that injury exception because of Gordon Hayward, right? You're still talking about $8.4 million off the cap, no questions asked that you can go make a deal for or go get someone off of the uh, free agent block. So, I mean, since that money's there, I can't imagine Danny Angel's just going to look at that and say, you know what, screw it, we don't need anyone, we'll just go forward. 
Um, you know, we don't really know if Hayward's going to be back, whether it's playoffs or otherwise. And, you know, there's, they keep denying that he's going to come back. So you got to have a little bit more depth. And now we're seeing some of these younger players wear down because of the minutes and struggling a little bit. So you kind of have to, you know, go out and get something. It doesn't have to be a superstar like you said, John. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, I'm not talking about Anthony Davis. I don't expect that to happen at the trade deadline. But you've got $8.4 million sitting there to go get yourself a nice veteran player to put into that second unit, whether it's a score, whether it's a big to be able to give yourself a little bit more in that rotation. Um, there's, there's three names that come to mind for me. Um, the got, first one, which I think is going to be the toughest to get your hands on, but I think it would be the most helpful, and that's Lou Williams. I said I've been preaching Lou Williams uh, yeah, for, but you, you were for preaching Lou Williams before, yeah. <laughs> before he was on like a tear of 30 points a game. Don't matter. The, the Clippers ain't going anywhere. The Clippers, the, the Clippers are at six right now in the West, and they weren't even in the playoff picture a month ago. All right. If they think Lou Williams is going to take him to the promised land. Well, they talk about, you know, extending him. To, you know, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. That, sure, build your so team around. Is, build right. your build your team around Lou Williams. That's okay. a great idea. Well, well, my point is that the asking price is going to be too high, in my opinion. Now, mm. instead of you were talking about like you know a second rounder. No, late and, first rounder. Oh, okay, all right. Give late, me Celtics late, pick. Late first rounder, and then what else? And I don't know. I don't know. Well, whatever you, whatever you, I, I don't remember exactly what you said, but whatever you had as a deal, potential deal. I mean, who, uh, it's, it's, it would be too low for so, for freaking the Clippers at this point. So you, you, I don't know it, how how valuable is Lou Williams for the Celtics? I mean, do you give up on a uh, uh, Marcus Smart or a Terry Rozier? Zach, calm down about Marcus Smart. Okay, I know what you're gonna say, but like, yeah, Marcus Smart, yeah. No. <laughs> but do, do you want to mess up chemistry and bring in a guy that's just a score? I think if you can get Mar- Lou Williams cheap, then fine. Well, fine. I'm, okay, Zach, how about this? Uh, do you know? Well, the the length of his contract does he have another season? After no, this? this is his. He's, this is this his last year. He's this got one year. year on seven million. He is available for trade, so yes. you can get him just on the exception. So, so if if they are going to give up on him, well, the exception can't be combined with something else. It has to be like that's straight it. up. Yeah, sure. Sure, but I don't know if the Clippers, will, me, the Clippers me, will go for that. I don't even know if I want to use the exception though. Uh, well, I, mean, I want Gordon Hayward to come back. So, the, but then you got then you got to you got to throw salary fine the other way. Yes, I would I would rather trade a couple pieces, a couple younger players that maybe you know. I mean, if you got to include a guy like Daniel Tyson in a trade like that, I mean, shorten up the front court, as, I, even though it's already kind of short as it is. I don't know. I mean, you Baines, you put Baines in there. I mean, Baines, oh, he hasn't been Baines. getting a ton of run lately. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think the two untouchable pieces, in my opinion, other than the, the ones you know, would be... Overall or for Lou Williams? For for Lou Williams okay. or a player of the caliber of Lou Williams. I don't think I'm giving up on Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart. Unless you know, unless Danny Ainge knows that he's not going to re-sign Marcus Smart at the end of this year... I, I, I still hesitate. I still hesitate to, to pull that trigger because Marcus Smart is, it means so much to the chemistry of this well, team. I think any move bef- that the Celtics are potentially make at the trade deadline, it's going to gonna be a rental. I don't think it's going to be a long-term thing. Yeah, so I think, so, I think you probably, you know, if you're, if you're looking at Lou Williams, and, and trust me, I think he fixes a lot of problems. A lot of problems because mainly scoring, scoring, scoring the, the basketball. That's all we want. Right. Scoring the basketball. Right. Like I, I just don't know. I, I I think it's a huge risk to trade Marcus Smart. Well, I mean, he, I think look, it's huge. You're not you're not Lou, trading Terry Rozier because I think you you like what you see in him. Yeah, but I think Lou Williams a borderline all star this year. It's the asking price will be too high. I but think. you could get it from Marcus Smart. What do you think, Zach? You, I, you know, you 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 mentioned Lou Williams. Who would you? Put in a deal if you couldn't just use the you know the uh, the player exemption or the disabled player exemption. Well, I, I think you got to think about, and I think Sean's on opposite with um, with Marcus Smart. I mean, you got to think about his resignability this summer. I mean, you're talking he's going to be twelve to fifteen million a year. Yet, think even being a restricted free agent, he's got to get an offer sheet somewhere else, or at least I think he is because he's getting. A lot of uh, a lot of good reviews. Being such a good defender, having a great year defensively, and the fact that he is a locker room guy, he's probably for for my betting purposes. I think he's probably more more or less the, the leader of the Celtics team right now. Yeah, you could say it's Kyrie, but Marcus Smart kind of sets the tone. 
and you know I'm a Mark Smart hater. <laughs> you are. So, I'm, I'm actually I'm so very surprised you're ever even saying this right now. I don't like this, Zach. Well, man. I, don't, I don't like. Is this, is this a new you? Is this a new he's coming around? Is this a 2008 version around. of you? 2018. <laughs> I, I don't like I don't it. I like him. I, he's a, I can play better offensively than he can. I've got a better shape than he does. That's, All right, then. So then, why are the Celtics oh, not right. looking at you then to bring you in? Because I can't play D. Slow, white, you know, <laughs> all those things. All the above. <laughs> oh, damn. All right, so then who else on your list? You, you were mentioning other other uh, potential candidates. Uh, yeah, so other guys a little bit further down the food chain. Uh, there's two bigs that I really like, and one of them is Ersan Ilyasova. I mean, he's talking about a guy who can play on the perimeter, about 6'9", six, 6'10", six, pulls down. I think he's doing six boards a game, about 10 or 11 points a game. Rotational big, he would fit into what uh, Brad Stevens looks for in his bigs. Uh, someone who can shoot from the outside, keep things stretched out. Not a great defender, not a great rebounder, but I mean, just call it what it is. It's another rotational, you know, four or five guy that you can stick underneath the basket. Nah, gross. I think that's disgusting, Zach. I wait. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are, these are for the trade exception. That's what uh, the injury exception. Yeah, he would just be a pure exception in nope. the second round or just to get Nope. I, I'd much rather keep my fingers crossed for Gordon Haywood than have a guy that's literally not going to impact your team. Like, uh, Ilyasova is not... I mean, if you could get him with still hoping for if for nothing and hoping Haywood could come back, fine. But you got to also think, like, Ilyasova, he's, he's just an NBA body, right? Like, And you, you basically have admitted that, too. So I would keep my fingers crossed for Haywood rather than then eliminate that chance but for Irsan Ilyasova. That's disgusting. But you forget. What, what were your feelings on Aaron Baines when they signed when the Celtics signed him? It was gross. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, what do you think of him now? I mean, he's a, he's a solid rotational player. Okay, so I think I think what Zach is saying that in this system, Brad Stevens would make this dude look more than just a body. He would be someone who contributes on a nightly basis instead of depending on who, who, yeah, like, who am I thinking of right now? That's, that's, that's what I'm you saying. Know, like, Yabuselli or, or... They don't depend on him. Or Nader. Or, I mean... They, they, he, they come in from, from time to time. Yeah. Not depending I don't, don't want to see Nader at all on the floor. That's what I'm coming. Okay. That's, what, that's, what I'm, that's, what, that's what it boils down to. But I think you make a trade, and you use that exception, if you think the move could potentially put you... And again, this is just short term. This is like the season. That's yeah, it. put you in a better position to win. Il right. Sovey doesn't. Right, or whatever. How the fuck you say his name? Yeah, that was right, actually. Who's your, who's your third guy? Last one is uh, the Boston native, Boston boy, and uh, no one's Noel. And he, he's not being used in Dallas. He's one of those guys that, yeah, that I, I would do. The stories out there that he might be a buyout candidate. Really? Because I've been, out of, out of I've been reading like all season long that Dallas is trying to pull off what Minnesota did with Joe Smith like Which 10, me, 15 yeah. years ago and like kind of stash him to like offer him the most that they can offer him because they're like other teams won't give him a big offer because he hasn't been playing this year. So he signed a one-year restricted free agent deal last summer. Mm-hmm. And Dallas is like, all right, you know, we'll get you paid more, but we can't really use you and display you because other teams are going to be like, well, you only signed a one-year deal. You know, what's, what's going on there in Dallas? And, huh. and a lot of teams apparently do this, but it's like hush-hush. So I don't know if, if, if you guys have heard anything about that. I mean, if he is available, that's a, nice that's a great conspiracy theory. You want to drop great. the beat? <laughs> it's not my conspiracy theory. It's a theory that I've been reading about. Huh, I like it. Yeah, so. I like it. It's dirty. Yeah, it is. I mean, Minnesota got caught with it with Joe Smith like 20 years ago. Well, I mean. And it, I, cost, and it cost him dearly. Yeah. Yeah. I, who knows, <laughs> man? I mean, yeah. It, if if he's available in the trade and they're going to give up on him, I, mean, then been, I, I would been, love to I've been, see I've it. I've been wanting him on the Celtics for a a few years now. Yeah, if you could get him for nothing now, we were talking about giving up the damn Brooklyn pick for him. Well, I mean, if if Dallas yeah, right. if Dallas is like, you know what, forget it, you know, maybe we can get something for him, then I think that's probably the best option if he is available in terms of like these three players that Zach just mentioned. I like uh, Noel. Yeah, I'll, I I mean, I, Noel, would, I still don't, I still don't want to give up that pick though. I no, would rather trade you player. don't have to. I mean, not the pick, the uh, the exception. I, I would oh, give oh. up a player. I would give up a player. I would much rather give a player. I mean, if, why don't you want to use this exception? I, know, the not, exception I don't is, get it. Yeah, it's only. It's I only, want it's, him to it's come a rental. back. That's all it is. It's a rental. He I, can come. No, back he can still come back. Yeah, they, even if they use, it, he can still come back. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's the beauty it, of yeah, it. It's not, it's not a one or the other situation. You can have both. You can have both. If he's able to, if Gordon Hay was able to come back, and you use that exception on on a player like Noel, the injury exception, the injury exception, then he's able to play still, and you have. 
Both. Salary cap's a fucked up place. Well, <laughs> doesn't he make? The player can only have one year on their deal, and they have to be under eight point four for the for the full season. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fine. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Bring in Lou. Bring in Noel. I don't care who. Bring in the bases. Look at me, an uninformed asshole over here. I'm thinking we can't bring Gordon Hayward back if we use that. No, no, you can't. That's, that's the beauty of it. It's like potentially you have like this credit that you can use. And Why, so, though? How'd they get the credit? It's, be, it's, because, of, it's because of the uh, the injury that happened. They're, they're, it's more, yeah, they it's have more to like, apply to it to the NBA. Yeah, Could they, they get busted for like lying about how severe that injury was then? No, because the NBA... Uh, the we NBA. all saw his foot just facing the opposite direction. There was no... <laughs> but, <he's, laughs> but, but no. <laughs> on, no, man. it wasn't as bad because he's now oh, shooting yeah. on two feet. Everyone that happened, we were like, <laughs> he is done. He's never going to play basketball again. <laughs> he is sure. never coming back to the NBA. Will he ever be the same... He's already taken three pointers on the court, and that was what yeah. four he's months gonna, ago. He's gonna be like the no. He was doing it. He was doing it against uh, before the the Celtics took on the that's Clippers. That's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. I, I, that's why that's why it's so mind blowing to yeah. me that we actually can use he's the probably, the he, exception and have Hayward come back. He's probably gonna become like the NBA's like best setup shooter without having to like barely. He's just gonna get be off the ground, or he'll just sit in a chair and just shoot and just shoot. They just wheel him around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you guys just blew my mind. Yeah, dude. no, the Celtics applied for this, and the NBA granted it. They're like, "Yeah, man, like we all saw, everybody saw, like Zach Damn. said, Danny the way Ainge his foot was wins facing. again, huh?" So, all right. I mean, it's a, it's a no brainer that if you can use it on someone that's going to contribute this season, then fucking why not? Okay, it's a no brainer. You're right. Yeah. I'm an idiot. So, I like those. <laughs> I like that list, but I do. I do like the the last the last person you mentioned. Nah, I, I go Merlins. I go Lou Williams and over any over anybody. I think he's the I think out of everyone on that list, he's the hardest person you're gonna you're gonna get. Because yeah, there'll be a market for him. But I mean, Celtics right. also have a lot of draft picks though too, right? Yeah. So if they do want him, they can get him. And there's also there's also the Celtics are also going to be players in the uh, free agent market when it comes to players that that get waived or bought out after the trade deadline. Mm. All right. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see who does get bought out. I mean, there's a lot of names floating around out there. Um, I know. So maybe before we get into the buyout market, I, I read an article. Six trade pieces that you that you that the Celtics pro- possibly should go after. I'm just going to re- say them and you yeah. say if you have any interest knowing what you'll have to give up for. Them. OK. DeAndre Jordan. Oh, <laughs> that's that's a lot. You're going to have to give up for. Zach? So, are you interested? I'm not interested. No, I'm I passing on that one. Yeah. All right. Marcus All. Also, like, I'm, I'm interested, but uh, how? Yeah, it depends on the price. That's a, yeah, that's expensive. Mm. Okay. He's expensive. Let's. At 32 let's years old, he's still say, expensive. Let's say somehow you could swing a deal where it will be draft picks and you don't have to touch Tatum and, Tatum and Brown. As long as it's not the. Uh, Lakers slash Nick or uh, Kings pick. Really? I go after it. Yeah, I wouldn't trade that for him. No. Really? You could potentially have a number two pick this year and have, uh, what's his name, Martin Bagley sitting in, in, in Boston next year. True, nah. true. I see. I'm not, I'm not too. As much as, I mean, whatever Danny Ainge will end up doing with the pick, I'm sure will work out because I can't, I can't. Hate on his. <laughs> he makes me look like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> every year it makes me look like an idiot. So I, I don't even care. But I just have a feeling this year, which I'll be wrong about again, and Danny Angel win. But I just have a feeling the Lakers won't fall between the two and the five pick. I don't think that like if LeBron wants to go there, like the NBA controls the lottery, as we all know. And even if they do fall between that two and five, they're going to be outside. They're going to get the number one pick, or they'll you know get the six pick or whatever it is. I, I just I got a weird feeling about this. It's too small of a window, so I'm I'm gonna I'm going to potentially give up on that pick. All right, all right. If you can get, I don't think I would do it for DeAndre Jordan. I probably would do it for Marcus All. He's got two years left on his deal. I would. Pro- I would. Not- Thirty-two three years old too, though. He is. He is. He's also Spanish. Is he gonna be? Is he gonna be- <laughs> this is true. He's um, European. <laughs> oh yeah. Is he, is he going to? He's one of those where he's coming to the end of his prime. Well, he has a group of players around him. If he's in Boston, that are just starting their prime. That's kind of like the the KG deal you did 
you know, what, 10, 11 years? Oh, my God. Yeah, but, you know. 10 or 11 years ago. You know oh what, though? Goodness. Look at. I know. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. We're getting old. Yeah, oh, we God. What am I doing <laughs> here? Those were the days. But I, I will say this. I think you can get Marcus Hall at a pretty good deal. I don't think you have to give up Brown. Yeah. I don't think you have to give up Tatum. And I also look at the way Paul Gasol has sort of had his brother, his blood, right, has had a late career renaissance where people people, people yeah, said right. he was done, right? In Chicago, he was an all-star in Chicago. All-star in Chicago. Still, still, still pretty productive in San Antonio, yeah. He's like 40 years old now, right? And now he's finally starting to slow down. No, that's Manu. Oh, sorry, sorry. One of, he's, one of the, he's one of the decrepit spurs that are now trying to break down. But I think Marcus Hall has maybe two years left in him that you can get two really good years out of him and you put him in the eastern conference mm. you put him on a team that has championship aspirations i think marcus saul could really be a steal especially because he's a perennial all-star he's on a team that has literally no help this year well he's, he's no help he's already said like i don't want to waste my you know my prime years like he loved he loved not, Memphis. not, not competing you know when for you, a title yeah. when you trade zebo when you trade uh, when you Vince, trade Vince Carter, uh, is that who I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, of? Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. No. Oh, jeez, <laughs> team sucks. Well, no. well, I mean, when yeah, I mean, Conley hasn't been healthy. That's healthy, what I mean. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler Chandler Parsons, he'll never be healthy. No, he get get get. <laughs> I think Marcus all their cap is strapped for a while to, for them to try to bring anybody in. If you want to, if you want to add Marcus all to this team, and you could do it financially. I mean, maybe you got to give up a guy like Baines. Maybe it's fine, <laughs> fine. Why is, Baines, why is Baines in every single? He's a, he's a contract single, like, number. Trade, he's, trade a high, he's a high contract. He's a high contract. Yeah. And Marcus Morris, so I, I, I would, I would begrudgingly, if you need to include his contract in the deal. Oof. Uh, I don't know. Marcus Saul's an all star. I understand. I understand. But you, you kind of you weaken the bench. Sure. If you did, if you were to do that. Sure, but you also get a. Oh yeah, that's right. You could bring in, you know. With the, with you could bring in Lou Williams and Marcus Hall. And, and, and Gordon Hayward's coming back, too. And right? so Gordon Hayward. There you go. Best team ever. There you go. There, there we go. go. All right, so who's, a, who's the next on this uh, on this list? So the rest on the list, I mean, I'm just, I'll, I'll quickly go over it. Anthony Davis is on the list, which I think is stupid. I don't even know why I still talk about that. We're going to wake up one day, and maybe it'll happen. <laughs> but I, I just don't see it happening anytime soon. No, I think with the Pelicans, they're, they're all in on... Trying to make the playoffs, obviously. Okay, then that takes the other guy off the list, who was Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Cousins, yeah. Which I would, I would, I would give my left because, nut because the GM and their coach, their jobs are on the line if they don't make the playoffs or and, make some significant noise in the West. And if the Celtics wanted Demarcus Cousins, they would already have Demarcus Cousins. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It was a good five, four years, five yeah. years. How long have we been talking about it? About four years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I finally, I think, yeah. given up on the dream. So we can shut the window and lock it. Don't lock that window. Do not lock that window. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold out there, man. You I'll lock always it. open it up. You don't want that drive. I'll always. Here, uh, there's always a chance I'll open it back up. But here's the one, Zach. I wanted to get to because it's near and dear to your heart, Andre Drummond, Whoa. of your Detroit Pistons. You have tanked the hell out of the rest of the first half. It's a nice start, though, wasn't it? <laughs> you you looked so right there for a couple of months. Man. <laughs> I was swearing every time they won. I was like, I know they're gonna suck. I know. That. And then all of a sudden, oh yeah, every every game that they were losing, he's he you know Sean would screenshot it and just send it to you, to our to our you know group group chat there. And it's like, oh, how about the Pistons? Huh? Those Pistons. <laughs> so Drummond. So you think you so you think Drummond would be available? Drummond's been a guy. That name has floated around for years yeah. with no real, like, I don't think there was ever a real chance or a real discussion, but for some reason, his name keeps popping up. Mm-hmm. Do If the if the Celtics, if, if the Pistons were going to deal, the Celtics would have enough to get a guy like that. Well, I mean, the, would the you tr- want to see him make a move like that? Okay. Knowing you got to give up a lot. See, I, I've come to the point where. I bought in with the Brad Stevens system and all that. And I just, for some reason, I can't see them wanting to make that deal just because he doesn't, he's got no value to the perimeter. Mm. So if you're getting him, you're getting him on defense, rebounding, and second uh, second chance points. Which is and not necessarily a I bad thing. I don't think that they would do that. Do I want him? Yes. 
if I was building a basketball team, absolutely. I'd put him right on there because I still think about basketball in the 90s. You know, I still want... <laughs> I still want David Robinson and Tim Duncan. I understand. I understand. We all do. We all do. We all do. You want Patrick Ewan and Charles Oakley. I get it. Give me Hakeem. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Hakeem and Otis Thorpe. Yep. I I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Rick Smiths. (laughs) Rick Smiths. uh, Peter Sabonis. Yeah. Or or, or the... uh, the Davis boys. Ooh, Dale. The Dale and, and, Antonio. and, and Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, yeah. That was a squad, dude. Yeah. And Rick Smith's up front. That was a uh, that was a front that court. was a tough front court. Yeah. Tough front court. If if only Reggie Miller wasn't the most overrated basketball player of all time, <laughs> maybe those piss, those Pacers would have been uh would have won something. Oh man. So I mean, yeah, I mean, Andre Drummond, I say you give up the, the the Lake I would give up the Lakers pick for Andre Drummond. Oh. Okay. Easily. Easily. That would be something that Andre Drummond's the kind of guy I would do it for. You I, you could talk me into Marcus All just because then there's a lot of upside, but Andre Drummond's definitely a guy I would give that Lakers pick up for. I wouldn't even think twice about. Okay. Um, what about the, the bought-out slash free agent market? There's, well, who knows what's, who's going to be on there? Though. Well, I mean, there's, 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 team, there's a, a few players that I keep seeing. When's the buyout? Um, the, oh, we got plenty it's usually, of time. It's usually after the deadline. Yeah. Like, like, like the, a week or two after the deadline. It's is March when, 1st. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, even even if, even if this season is all different in terms of uh, who knows deadlines and whatnot, but uh, three names that I keep seeing. Uh, speaking of Memphis, Tyreek Evans. What do you guys think about Tyreek Evans coming in? He's on a one year deal. Are you calling him Tyreeky? Is what's his name? Isn't it Tyreeky? <laughs> Tyreek? Is it Tyreek? It's Tyreek. Okay, this is the way it's spelled. My bad. Tyreeky. <laughs> T Evans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. But yes, you, I would love Tyreek Evans. Love Tyreek Evans. I love the way he's playing this year. But you give up nothing for him. Yeah, right? I, I would even trade for him. I wouldn't mind that. You got uh, Nikolai Miritich out the Bulls. Uh, they're talking about you know cutting cutting ties with. I love him in terms of like what he he's just he's just pure offense. Yeah, off the bench. Yeah. and he's a good rebounder as well. Not not great, but decent rebounder. I can see him in the in the Brad Stevens uh, 1, system. 1,000%. Yeah, I think we've talked about him before. We'd love to see him yeah. here. And another guy that the Suns are dying to unload is uh, Greg Monroe. No. Mm. Nah. What the heck happened? What is his issue? Like, he, he's good around the basket. He's got a decent mid-range game. He's big. Like, why can't he just figure out basketball? I don't get it. <laughs> why can't he just figure out basketball? I just, I just I think, think that he hit, the game has passed him. No, you know what it is? I think Detroit. He's too slow. He figured that like, oh, me and Andre Drummond were like the, uh, like we were just mentioning, you know, the uh, the David Robinson and Tim Duncan of like the future. And the Pistons said, hold up, we're gonna just go with Drummond. You go make your money elsewhere. And when he went to Milwaukee, he never fit their system because Milwaukee wanted wanted to run, and and he's not that fast <laughs> in in terms of like the way Detroit used to play. And even the way Detroit plays now, and at this point he's just he's just a, a big contract that he should have never signed, or that or that the Bucks should have never signed him to. And if he's able to get a buyout from the Suns, he would be he'd be cheap. I don't think there's a single power forward that can play like a center anymore. I don't think you can have that in the NBA at all. Not really. I mean, Al Horford comes to mind. He's a power forward that... Yeah, I mean, he's the... Uh, we're talking five, six assists a game. Yeah, ball runs no, like, he's not. Great, can move with the ball. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's much different than... I'm talking about like an old school pass to be down in the post. Let me bang. I'm oh, going to okay. get you two yeah. points every time, you know? Like that. And that's what Manro's mentality is. It doesn't fit in the NBA anymore. Yeah, he has a certain set of skills, but it's, it's not... Well, like, that's, look, well, that's, look what at, Zach, well, that's what Zach was saying about Drummond. Like, if you were to bring in Drummond, you would, he would be... Yeah, but Drummond's a, Drummond's a true seven-footer. I know, but he's just... He body... Would, but he has no perimeter game whatsoever. No, and 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 that's that's a little bit of a risk, which is I, I think why, you know, so so that's why I don't want Monroe. Right? I, mean, I mean, look at someone like Tyson, you know, an undersized power forward who could play in some center who's who's shooting threes now. Exactly. But <laughs> hey, look at Marcus All though. You look at Marcus All, he has started to develop an outside he's, game. Yeah, he's slowly you know shooting from, away from you the basket. You have to develop that, yeah. and I think and that's something that Drummond and Monroe don't have. Sure, sure. But I think and, I think for you know. Somebody cheap who's going to help you for the rest of the season. Nah, he won't even he won't even get run. 
Okay. And Brad Stevens' system. When was the last guy you, you that was over six eight that didn't shoot threes? Over six eight. Baines even tries to take him. Well, Baines has a good mid range. Mid range. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't I don't I don't mind. I don't think you have to shoot threes. If you're you if need you're, to be able to stretch the floor. You can yeah, you can stretch the floor, but he's he stretches the floor pretty well without having to chuck up threes. <sighs> Causeway Street curse. No, God. Bless All you. Right. So All right. right. Those well are, those are some those are some some options there. It is going to be a busy, 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 busy couple of days here as we are weeks away from the trade deadline. Let's let's put your money where your mouth is. One thing you we've talked about a lot of names today. Who's the guy? Who's the guy you want the Celtics to just go out and get? Zach, number one on your list. Number one on the list. I think Lou Williams. Lou okay. Williams is my guy. Lou, I am going to. Um, I think I talked myself into it today. Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol is my guy, man. I want it to happen. Make it happen. Make it rain. Make it rain that Spanish, Spanish beautiful, big-bodied center. <laughs> Give me those dance moves down in my post. Uh, okay. A little salsa. I'm going to say uh, another Spaniard, Nicolai Miritich. Okay, that's your guy. That's my guy. He's Spanish? He's Spanish, yep. Miritich? Yep. He's not yeah, Spanish. Spanish. Look him up. I'm, I'm figuring this out right now. Right, go ahead. I I am I am going to bet. Go ahead. Miritich. Miritich. That is not Spanish. Zach, you're checking this. He's checking it right now. Yeah. Miritich is the most Russian name I've ever heard. Watch. Are you serious? Yeah. Give it a second. Miritich. He is. Wow, that's kind of, kind of weird. Well, here's the thing. He's Montenegrin and Spanish. Not sure how that combination works out. Me neither. <laughs> so he is Spaniard, right? Oh, okay. He is a Spaniard. Okay. All right. Well. Good call. He was born in Yugoslavia, uh, Serbia, Montenegro, Yugoslavia. We're, we're all right then. We're all right. Okay. <laughs> he's, a man, he's a man of many backgrounds. <laughs> man of, of many nations. All right. Now, that's who we want. We want an international, another international on the uh, on the Boston Celtics, which Wait, it's hell. It's worked this so far. Think of that. We'll have where's Yabaselli from? France. France. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tice is from New Germany. Zealand. Germany. No, Germany. No, Tice is yeah, he's German. Baines is New Baines Zealand. Baines is from New Zealand, but he's Australian. No. Yep. Uh, he's all of New, he's all of Australia. No, Baines. No, Baines is from no, New he's, Zealand. He's from New he Zealand. He was yeah. born in New Zealand. But then he chose to play for the Australian basketball team, yeah. which everybody uh, in New Zealand hated. Yeah, I remember when you tweeted out when he that he just got signed. Yeah, after like the whole Tommy, all you know, all of Australia like comment, and someone was like, "He's from New Zealand," and, and I was like, like, "What? No, he's not." You and then I googled it, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's what happened. So yeah. if you're born in New Zealand, you can actually pick: yeah. Do I want to play for New Zealand yeah. or do I want to play for Australia? Uh, Australia. He chose Australia. Yeah. Guess who didn't choose Australia? Kyrie. Steven Adams. Oh, Steven Adams. Yeah. He plays for New Zealand. <laughs> That's weird. Just mm. swapping around, swapping players, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Kyrie, had, Kyrie, too, had that option because he was born in Australia. Al Horford, Dominican. Yep. He's got an international lineup. I we love. Got, like, we're, we're like, yeah, like Marcus All. The, the, the Celtics are like the, the, the Sacramento Kings in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> the, UN, the UN over here in the Boston. The UN of the NBA. All right, Zach. Thank you for bringing your expertise. Next time, we're going to have to think of a better title to introduce you as. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Real quick, real quick before you, uh, before you bounce. Uh, Celtics and Warriors, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Celtics. Yeah. I, think be, uh, I, think, I think they're going to go out there and take care of business on this one. All right. Here's Zach Pelequin of the Causeway Street blog. Where can they find you on, the, uh, on Twitter? At VAP Sports. Five zero eight or at OTW Sports Radio. Word, Zach. Thanks again, man. It's always a pleasure, and we'll be talking to you real soon. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah, man. It's gonna be interesting. I think this is gonna be a, a a huge trade deadline, you know. And then even afterwards, when people get bought out, I think we've said this every year, though. Isaiah was two seasons ago, right? Two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So it's been about two. It's it, the Celtics really haven't made a trade deadline move since. No, not a big one, no. Since Isaiah. Actually, they haven't, yeah, at all. Yeah, you're right. Not even like a small deal. Yeah, you're right. Every time we go into the trade deadline saying, this is it, this is it, yeah. there we go, you know, yeah. well, we got to get Nerland's Noel over here. Well, well, that season, 
they how many trades did yeah there was like 26 trades on trade it deadline was like day 40, it was ridiculous 40 players that rotated in Everyone and out of boston just said you know what we're just gonna do everything that was that was rumored we're just gonna say yes <laughs> say yes 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 to success so let's talk about this warriors game really quickly yeah. the warriors have not scored under 100 points since christmas mm. the lowest they've scored is 108 points they have dominated they haven't they haven't been undefeated wait they wait. lost to the rockets hold on didn't the Celtics hold them to under 100? That was before Christmas. Okay, before Christmas. Okay. okay. The la- and they won on Christmas. They scored 99 points and won. And they went on like some 14-game road like win streak, right? They, they, they snapped they, by they, Houston. Okay. Houston, Houston has beat them. Mm-hmm. But still, no. So th- this team has, has been absolutely balling. Uh, 123 points, 108 points in a loss, 119 points. 118, 127, 108, 125, 124, 121, 124, 125, 141, 100, 126, and then 99. So literally, if you keep them under 100, it's possible to beat them. That's what you're saying. Ah, yeah, yeah. Which is is what the Celtics did the first time. Yeah, which they they literally have to do, and they have to shut down Steph and Durant and Clay. You just got to get Durant. Ejected. Sure. And, Fair. You know. I mean. Uh, <laughs> he, has, he has four ejections already this season. Here, Here's the thing. The Warriors look like they're they're back. They're back. Steph's back. Durant's back. Clay yeah. is just filling in that role of the fourth person. Draymond Green has been a little quiet this year. Still still curious about the fact how he made an all-star yeah, that, team. I mean, yeah. I mean, Shaq was giving shit to Horford. Like, oh, you know, Horford's putting up 14 and 6. I can do that now. Mike, first of all, Shaq, you were worthless. It's not 14 and 6, Shaq. It's 14, 6, and 5, right? <laughs> yeah, right. When have you ever averaged more than one fucking assist in a year? <laughs> yeah, all right? right? Back in your prime. But, yeah. Moves the basketball set to pick and roll. Shut up, Shaq. I'm still, I'm still, Dumbass. Mad. I'm still mad at that dude for, like, I, I, I think he fucked up the Celtics for, like, a season or two. The Maybe. big shamrock. Yeah, it's fucking, fucking ridiculous. Well, it anyways. used to be the big cactus, and before that. Yeah. <laughs> the Aris, big Aristotle. I was the big Aristotle. <laughs> then Super. I went to Cleveland. I was the big, the big Cavalier. <laughs> <laughs> I was the original Superman. Do I took my took my D- nickname? Down in Miami, I was the big Fireball, <laughs> aka Barbecue Chicken. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then, now, yeah. So now I'm on. Now I'm the big anger. <laughs> so he's trying to shit out Horford when. Draymond is averaging eleven and five right now. Yeah, and made the All Star team. Yeah, that that's a tough part. Like I know he does a lot of dirty work. He does it, yeah. And like no one's, and like, no one's the, you know denying that. And I I just feel I just feel like there is someone more deserving because it's easy to do that when you're you a team like the Warriors. Four players <laughs> off the team that's every single that's year to make the like, All Star team. It's it's easy for someone like him to look good on a team like the the Warriors, right? right? Like Clay puts in the work. Like like pick it, pick no between Clay about, and Draymond. Yeah, no one just ta- pick between them. But no one talks about Clay how how he's still putting up the same amount of shots even with Durant on the team, you're and gonna, he's still averaging over twenty points a game. Okay, pick one: Paul George or Draymond Green. Paul George. Yes. Why is Draymond Green <laughs> making the All Star team over 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 Paul George? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know, man. Absolutely ridiculous. But the Celtics will tra- will continue their Western swing in Golden State and take on the Golden State Warriors. Will be uh, on Saturday night prime time on ABC. ABC. It's a good little warm up before uh, the Super Bowl. I love Saturday night prime time. It's good, man. It's good. So, love it. What do you think? W and L a close. They'll win. So this is win. Saturday night primetime, they'll win. It'll be a tight or like easily. No, I, I think. Or will they fall like at a 20-point hole and so climb he, out of no, it? No, I think Kyrie will show up. Al will show up. I think things probably need to happen. Uh, and then get what you can get out of the, the Tatum and Brown combo. I mean, last mm-hmm. time, if you remember correctly, Jalen Brown single-handedly got us back in the game against the Warriors. He was playing some inspired basketball that night. Yep. He was. He sure was. So if you can get that type of performance out of either Brown or Tatum, I think then the Celtics have a chance. I think Tatum should get more shot attempts. Just throwing that out there. Just on a on a on a hole. Yeah. On because hole. for someone who's shooting forty eight percent overall and forty five percent from the three, who leads the NBA, by the way. See the three point contest? 
I don't know. That hasn't been announced yet. But oh, by the way, is Jalen Brown not in the dunk contest? Nope. Travesty. What a shame. I just think. I just think that's why. You know, maybe last year when you were asked, you should have just done it. If you're such a good dunker, Jalen, I'm never gonna let him move that down. He took his time to improve his game, and it showed. What with it's the showing this year? Mm. Come on, he's definitely in 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 the in in the running for a most improved player in the NBA. Isn't he? Would have been would have been great if he was a dunk contest champion as well. I say Aaron Gordon gets injured before that. I don't watch the dunk contest. And Jalen Brown will be the replacement. I'm not watching the dunk contest. Saying it. All right. Put it. Book it. Pick it and stick it. it. All right. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie is a place to score some serious cash on all your sports predictions. That's MyBookie.ag. With the Super Bowl coming, you have the luxury of not just betting on your outcome of the game, but you can make your own prop bets and make money off of in-game scenarios that happen throughout the big game. That's MyBookie.ag. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. You can man up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side, or total. My book is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. That's mybookie.ag. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit for up to 50% bonus. Use the promo code Causeway to activate your offer. That's promo code Causeway. Visit mybookie.ag today. That's mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Well, it's time to wrap up this episode the way we do every episode with In case you missed it. In case you missed it, Marcus Smart. Yeah. Will miss approximately two weeks after cutting his right shooting hand that required stitches after apparently swiping at a picture frame at the team's hotel on Wednesday, just hours before the Celtics took on the Clippers. Maybe it'll help. In the grand scheme of things, does he really need his shooting hand? Well, wouldn't the Celtics be better off if he didn't have a shooting hand? Well, and why do you say this? Well, he's not a great shooter. Was that was that evident when uh, he missed the? No, I thought that was a, actually a good shot. You think so? I you thought think so. Even though Rosier was wide open, I yeah. You would, how, how much time is left on the clock? It was like seven seconds left on the clock. Not it, enough time to uh, exactly. It wasn't enough time for him to grab the rebound, run up the court, dribble, dribble behind the back, and then shake off his defender and pop a shot. Of course not. But he did have Rozier open. I think it was fine. I think it was mm. fine. If that shot went mm. in, everyone would have said, Marcus, mm. I got in a fight with the mm. freaking guy, mm. friend of the show. Who? Green Line Tees. No, I, I, got, I got into a fight with uh, some dude on Twitter, too. He was, first of all, he has Marcus Smart as his, like, on his avatar. On his, on his avatar so Marcus Smart there was is no, a hot there was, topic. There was no, you know, there was no convincing or even trying to have a decent conversation about Marcus Smart because yeah. it was like, oh, well, 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 you know, Rozier, Rozier, who was, you know, what has Rozier done? First of all, Rozier yeah. is a better shooter than Marcus Smart. Yeah, I, I hate people that knock Rozier when they try to defend Smart. Yeah. You can just have the same, it's yeah. the same thing. But my, my thing is like people who just say, Marcus Smart sucks. That's what the guy, that's what the guy was doing for Green 90s. Go out to buy the t-shirts. It's, it's, it, it, I, I love their t-shirts. But still, mm. he was like, Marcus Smart sucks. And I don't care. No one, no one say he's good. Then he start, and then I say, he starts throwing stats to try to prove Marcus Smart's bad. I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous. Well, he's not a good shooter, and and he, he's and fine. He, but he's the thing that bothers me the most about him is he makes a couple of threes early in the game, sure, and he continues to shoot. How many of those times do those threes go in though? When he needs to tie the game, when he, when it's a go ahead point on it's, a run, it's rare. Though. They go in, no, it, but uh, he didn't shoot the whole fourth quarter besides free throws. So was why was he taking that shot? He was saving it. Come on, man, he had like. A, I didn't Rozier mind that shot. Even if Rozier missed it, I would have been like, you know what? I live with that because he tried to find the better play. Yeah, twenty-two points that night. Yeah, I know he did. He was he feeling let, it. He let, yeah, yeah, but he didn't. He didn't score other than free throws in the he fourth quarter. He was feeling it. though. He didn't score in the fourth quarter. That was that throws. was Marcus Smart's game. But let Rozier, him have the game. God damn it. Rozier kept him in the game with a three and a layup. Hmm. Huh. 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 <laughs> well, anyways, Smart apologized on uh, social media as he returned to Boston on Thursday night. Uh Another story about a, a player in, in, in New England cutting their hand, and it's going to be blown way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, well, what was he doing? Was he in a fight? You, you'll see. How close was he to Rex Burkhead this week? Because it happened, it happened in, the, in the team's hotel. So. Mm, was Rex Burkhead there? I don't know. Again, very little details. Mm. As he was with uh, the assistant trainer and the assistant GM at the hospital for several hours wow. as he was getting stitches. They wouldn't even say how many stitches. Uh. Did he wear a red glove? Um, again, no details on what gloves or what type of gloves he was wearing. You know? Mm. So, 
I mean, I think Tom Brady's going to reach out to him and say, man, don't worry about it. It happens to the best of us. You'll be all right. It'll be good. You'll be good to go. You know what? Just defend. Don't shoot. Yeah. And you'll be, you'll be, all, you'll be all right. In case you missed it, congrats to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as they were named to the Rising Stars Challenge during All-Star Weekend. Oh, yeah. Congrats. You can head to, uh, Did Jalen Brown make it last year? Uh, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He did not. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. That's, that's probably why he, he was like, no, you're not going to call me to the Rising Stars Challenge? You just want me to dunk? No, I'm not going to do that. So that's the reason. another reason why he didn't go and dunk mm. at last year's uh, contest. And last year's contest was bad. So Not cool. He'll be all right. He'll, he'll be in it this year, I think, still. I don't know how, but he will. You can head to causewithsheblog.com for the game's full roster. You know, this, their format is world against Team USA. And uh, speaking of All-Star Weekend, LeBron and Steph Curry, who were the captains for this year's format on picking teams, officially picked their squad. Kyrie will team up once again with Bron Bron, while Al Horford, who was named as a reserved a few days ago, will be on Steph's team. I do think it's funny how LeBron and Kyrie and Durant and Westbrook are all on the same team. And Davis. And, and Davis. Cousins. And Davis and Cousins. Yes. It's great. And John Wall. And yeah, but that that team's that team's stacked. I mean, it's, it's gonna win. That what do you that's think about the, what do you think about the format? I think it's gonna make it. Somewhat I think interesting. it's I think it's pretty cool. I mean, really, like the fact that it happened behind closed doors is dumb. What I like to see, you know, you know what it is. They don't want they don't want analysts or well, pretty much Twitter and social media to like shame the player that got picked last. That's what's wrong <laughs> with America today. Which. I mean, you got, like, this season, you have all these, like, fake fights that, you know, people just get rowdy and kind of, like, shove each other. Who would have gotten each other's last? faces, But no one, there's no fights. Probably Al Horford would have got picked last. Well, I don't know. Probably. No. Players. Steph would have picked Draymond at some point, so. What about Bradley Beal? Like, what do you, the, uh, I think, I think if you're making a team, so, I, I think you're probably going to pick, it'd probably be between Al Horford, my man, Oladipo. Oh, man, Oladipo, yeah. He could be picked last because you already have a bunch of shooters and, like, guards. But, I mean, those are the players that do well in those games. Players that don't do well in those games are players like Al Horford, are players like LaMarcus Aldridge. They just don't do well in those games because while everyone's out there they want to run, trying to go crazy and doing alley-oops, they're just like, yeah, pop, I'll pop, pop open for a 20-footer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most exciting. I'm open, guys. <laughs> I'm here. Hey. I've been open hey, literally hey, all game. No hey. one's going to pass it. All right. I'll give it back to you if you want. You know me to. what? I'll just fucking rebound. That's it. All right. Fine. Fine. You guys fucking do three sixty alley hoops all fucking day. I'll just I'll just rebound. That's cool, guys. By the way, I'm wide the fuck open at the elbow. All I need to do is pass me the ball. We got two points. It's like guys, come on. I I average like like five points in these games. Come on, just just let's just throw me a bone. Come on, I'll throw an alley up to somebody. Come on, uh, come on, like, please. Yeah, it's like Yao Ming. Yeah, no, no Yao right. Ming in the All Star no, game right. is all pretty big, much like all, all the big guys try to try to do their thing in the first half. Then the yeah. second half, they're like, all right, guys, we're gonna run. So yeah. um, sorry. I always <laughs> love watching Yao Ming in the All Star games. Just literally, <laughs> literally the most out of place dude. Always started just. Would play five minutes and then be he's like, le- he's legit trying to post up, you know, players down low. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, man, just put the, like, just put up the layup and Joe, let's, let's go, let's, let's go, go to the next play. We're let's, almost, we're almost halfway through the twenty-four second shot clock. This should not be happening. Have there ever been a twenty-four second violation in the NBA All Star game? The know. answer is no. Probably not. You're right. The answer is that they should make it a fifteen second shot clock. <laughs> in case you missed it, according to a report from Cleveland.com, Kyrie Irving apparently threatened. The Cavaliers to sit out the season and opt to have knee surgery if his trade request was not granted. And when asked about the report, Kyrie Irving says it is not true. So, shocker on that. Though the report also states that he will at some point require a minor procedure to his uh, broken kneecap that was repaired back in the 2015 NBA Finals. It's something to keep an eye on going forward. In case you missed it, uh, Gordon Haywood, we talked about how he's been all over social media shooting, and you see he has no cast on his uh, ankle, no brace, and even though he's not really jump shooting, but he's putting up shots, and he's he looks pretty good, considering. He looks damn good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to go that far, but you're right. He is. Damn good. He looks damn good. Prior to the Celtics stepping off against the Clippers, he was on the court for an extended period of time, putting up shots, and like Sean says, 
He was looking pretty damn good. He does say he wants to start traveling with the team beginning in March. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right, in case you missed it, Jason Kidd is the latest coach to be unemployed this season in the NBA. As uh, the report that Milwaukee w- was going to fire him, apparently he had no idea until Giannis Antetokounmpo called him up and asked him, what can I do to fix the situation so they don't let you go? Jason Kidd was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, Giannis, I know I've been working on the English here. I don't know if you know what you're saying. John was like, I could talk to my agent. I could talk to the owner. Like, tell me, what can I do to fix this? Poor Jason Kidd had no idea. No. Well, so Jason couldn't Kidd have is, happened to a better person. Jason, Jason Kidd, Kidd, you know, lasted only, what, two and a half? Well, he sucks as a coach. He sucks as a coach. Well, I mean, Milwaukee has been mediocre. He sucks as a coach. That's why. Like, you, have the, you have one of the best talents in the league. Like, since, since they Chris Middleton. Since they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals back in 2001, Game 7 against Philadelphia 76ers, they've been mediocre ever since. It's just a tough market to be in. And any, any, any player, you know, I, I mean, so I hope. Those are Ray I Allen hope, years? I hope those are Ray Allen years, yes. Mm. I hope Giannis Antetokounmpo, who wears number 34, so that won't get retired anytime soon in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he remains a Milwaukee Buck for a long period of time, but they have a hard time holding on to players like that, franchise guys. So good luck to Milwaukee because right now they're hovering as a 500 team. Um, I thought that was a team that could contend. Well, I mean, they can still make the playoff considering the other teams oh, in the Eastern Conference. So they shouldn't, they shouldn't be worried, too worried about that. In case you missed it, could the Cavaliers be looking to trade Isaiah Thomas? Oh, back to the Celtics? What? Uh, <laughs> rumor has it that the Cavs are eyeing players, well, in particular guards, such as Kemba Walker and George Hill as potential players. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to trade Isaiah Thomas for Kemba Walker? They're the exact same player. Mm. Uh, you're going to trade. Except Kemba Walker is over six feet tall. Uh, barely. Mm. Barely. If that, I don't know. I think Isaiah Thomas is a better player than Ke- than Kemba Walker. But I will say this: I know it's a little early to tell, but I fucking told you so. But this I is told the you the Cavs aren't going to be that good this listen, year. Listen, this is the same. This is a, this is a, around the same time of every season since LeBron has been back in Cleveland that the Cavaliers pull off a trade, and everyone goes. How the hell do they do that? Yeah, yeah. I doubt they're you know gonna. I mean, I, like, I mean what if what? We're talking about DeAndre Jordan also. That I've heard, obviously, you 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 know you'll you'll, you'll continue to hear uh, Demarcus Cousins. If name. I'm New Orleans, I would probably trade Demarcus Cousins for Isaiah Thomas. Okay, because I don't then, know how that helps New Orleans. No, it would because then you could <laughs> then you could have a core of Anthony Davis and Isaiah Thomas. Okay, you're guarding your big. Then you can build. You can re-sign Isaiah. Give the Cavs Demarcus Cousins. Let them let him be their problem. So you just don't think there's this. Cousins and Davis I project is going to work. I don't. I, I don't see need, how it's going to work. I think they need more players surrounding. See, them. but I just, I just think that you having the having the twin towers is such a <laughs> outdated mentality. Like, it's but just, they're both killing it though, right? They're both killing they're it, and over twenty won, points, and over ten rebounds, and they're hovering around five hundred and over five assists between both of them. Sure, like, sure, but you need a guard. Rajon Rondo is coming in and being like the savior of that team right now. I mean, Drew Holiday isn't a bad player. He played well against Celtics, but he's totally inconsistent. But, that's it. I mean, each but one, if each one more, but if if you could if you could just flop Isaiah Thomas for for Demarcus Cousins and, and maybe maybe you know see how the they're gonna be they're gonna be players at the trade deadline. Yeah. I don't know what or who they're gonna yeah. acquire. Just hope they don't get Lou Williams. Yeah, you know that you know. But the way things go in the NBA, that, that might be the case. Because they, they do need a shooter. Yeah, they That's, sure do. They definitely, if, they wanna, if they wanna contend in the West in terms of uh, not just being a playoff team, but again, making some noise, because people's they jobs, people's even, jobs on the line in New Orleans. They could probably even trade Isaiah Thomas for Lou Williams. Make about the same amount of money. That'd be messed up, though. It would be. That'd be messed up. That technically means you traded you know Kyrie I mean? Irving for Lou Williams. Yeah. And Jay Crowder. Yeah. Jay Crowder's probably gone, too. You think so? Yeah, he's just not fitting in there. Hmm. I don't know. It's tough. Come back it's to the tough. Celtics, Jay it's and tough. Isaiah. We'll take them. Just wave them. Wave them. Oh, imagine that bombshell. Isaiah Danny like, Ainge wins Isaiah, again. Isaiah Thomas is like the double agent right now. He's like, I got you, Danny. I'm going like, to tear this team apart from the inside. 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'll, go once I'm ready to play. I'm gonna start pointing so many goddamn fingers. I will divide this locker room <laughs> so much. Little do they know that Isaiah Thomas actually put a lot of laxatives in Kevin Love's Gatorade. Then called him out for being a up and then had to prove he had diarrhea. Oh, oh what? You're just gonna play two minutes and they just gonna be like, you know what? You know what, guys? I'm gonna sit this one out. I, I ain't feeling too good. I'm not feeling good. And he made the All Star team. And he made the All Star team. You yes, oh, go figure. You play two minutes and you go home. <laughs> well, this in case you missed it, is brought to you by. You ever heard of Pepto Bismol? The CLNS mobile app. Make sure you download the best in audio and video sports coverage online. You can also listen to the Cosmic Street podcast on there and make sure you uh. Subscribe to the CLNS YouTube channel, where we can also listen and watch the Causeway Street podcast. Bada bing, bada boom. Realest guy in the room. What? <laughs> I just, I just wanted to rhyme. Okay, that's all, all right, Scal. Just wanted to rhyme real quick, you know. And that is it for. In case you missed it. And yeah, so Sway, get well. And uh, come back soon, Sway. Yeah, that's it. Make sure you, you peep us on the. Social media outlets, all at Causeway Street. Yes, do that. And uh, until next time, everybody. We'll see you soon, guys. Bye. Peace out.